Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Katrina Benning from How We Technologies. Katrina, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you, Brad, for having me. It's good to be on the show. Absolutely. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company and what you're up to. Yeah. So a little bit about myself. I've been working with marketing and communication for the last 15 years now. And marketing and communication can be quite broad, right? And it feels like by now I've done more or less everything you can do in terms of marketing. For the last five years, I've been CMO at B2B SaaS companies. And I'm currently at a company called Howie Technologies. Our software, Howie, is basically a methodology supported by the software that makes the strategy execution user-friendly and actionable for everyone within a company. Okay, nice. I love it. So in terms of engagement, audience, driving awareness and marketing, all this stuff, you know, what are your areas of focus right now? What we do is not super easy to explain. And of the problems that we're actually struggling with is that our product category is new to the market. It's really an innovation. And our target group is CEOs at larger companies, and they're not really aware of the problem that they have when it comes to executing strategy. They're working in the same way as they've done for the last 30 years. They're using a lot of analog traditional tools like Excel and PowerPoint to steer their company. And just imagine if you would kind of translate that into marketing, working with digital marketing without having proper digital tools. It's, it's kind of hard, right? If you're a sales manager not having a CRM system. It's quite hard to achieve your sales goals. Uh, and that's how it is for most CEOs today. They don't really have the digital support that they need to succeed with the execution of their strategies. And that's why the execution often becomes delayed and a lot of companies don't fulfill their goals as they're supposed to. So it's, it's a huge problem and we have a really cool solution to that. So it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool product, but I think the problem that we are struggling with a little bit is that we have to educate them and get them to understand how their life would be different if they use digital tools to execute their strategy. So our marketing strategy is very educational and content driven. So we do a lot of articles and blog posts and PR, eBooks, and a lot of videos. So a lot of typical mid-funnel content. And we try to drive traffic and awareness to that content with ads. It's a bit of a tricky, tricky target group, CEOs at large companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does seem like it'd be, it'd be hard to kind of capture their attention. And, uh, but certainly very important that, you know, they're using these new technologies to execute their strategy best of their company. As the year has changed and there's a certain economic climate going on right now, have you adjusted your messaging at all or, or made any sort of pivots in terms of marketing strategy? Well, in a sense, we have. I think that a crisis typically makes people more cautious with their investments, but it also increases the pressure on organizations to become more efficient. And that's where our product is the perfect fit. What we do is that we help them achieve their most important goals, no matter what those goals are. Typically, the most important goals are connected to increased growth, increased revenue. 
But what we've seen during the last year or so is that more and more companies tend to drive towards profit or cost savings. So of course, we're making some adjustments to our marketing messaging, but the core is still kind of the same. We help them achieve their goals because what those goals are can be different from, from CEO to CEO or company to company. Absolutely. I think the way you described it is great because we see the same thing too. We work with marketers and help them drive engagement, awareness, pipeline, all this stuff. And everyone's budget's a little bit smaller, and, but the, the goals and the pressure is on to kind of drive pipeline. So yeah, yeah. an opportunity, and, but also, you know, there is less this budget. So I love the way you described that. Yeah. Let's talk about video content and strategy and all this. I was just looking through your YouTube channel. You guys got a lot of videos. You're doing a lot of stuff. What does it look like? You know, how do you plan all the different pieces of content? How do you know what to create? What's your strategy when it comes to video? We work a lot with video. We've done that for the last couple of years at least. But I think what's quite fun about the way we work is that when we first started off, we started so small. We had like an iPhone camera and the cheapest light setup you could find. But I think we had three enablers that has made our video production to what it is today. One is that we have this huge interest internally when it comes to video. And we especially have one internal driver, a guy in my team. He's been working with podcasts previously with the editing of, of podcasts. So, but he didn't really know anything about video production, but he was, he was eager to learn. Today, he's doing more or less all of our video production. And that enables us to, to do the production in-house and keep the costs down. It also enables us to have quite a good speed when it comes to productions. So it's working out really well. And another thing that has really enabled us to work so efficiently with videos is that we produce videos cross-functionally in the company. So of course we do a lot of marketing videos, but we also do a lot of videos for sales. We do it for customer success. We do it for part of the kind of onboarding of new customers. And that way people from the whole company are kind of involved and engaged in the video productions that we do. And they're all really excited about it. So whenever we release a new video, everyone is super excited. And I think that creates overall kind of an internal engagement for, for what we do in marketing, which is positive. And also, I think the learning curve we've had has been tremendous. And that's really kind of reflected in the video content that we do today. It wasn't at all perfect when we got started. And I think in order to, to kind of succeed with the video strategy, there has to be an acceptance that it doesn't have to be perfect from start. We've done a lot of trial and error and we're still learning a lot, but it's so much better today. It's such an integral part of what we do. It's important to throw yourself out there and don't be afraid to just start producing and it will it will evolve over time. Absolutely. I, I really like that because I think a lot of companies out there might feel like, oh, I don't know if we have the perfect strategy or we know what to do. But I, I like the fact that you guys jumped in, said, hey, it's not going to be perfect, but we'll make it better with time and kind of build up that skill set. So where do you post these videos? Are they on YouTube, LinkedIn? Are you trying TikTok? What's the distribution look like? Well, we haven't tried TikTok yet. Maybe we should. We post them on YouTube, but most of the distribution is through LinkedIn. Since, since we do all the video production in-house, we can keep the costs for production quite low. And 
I think this is something where a lot of companies go wrong. They invest so much in the production. Once you have your video ready, you're super happy about that amazing video and you kind of forget about the distribution part. And that's where you really can create value. We do all we can to focus on the distribution part. I try to think of it as a like 20-80 rule, 20% 20 production and 80% distribution. Absolutely. Yeah, if you create the perfect video, but nobody sees it, uh, is that really a great use of time? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And LinkedIn is working quite well for us since we only target CEOs. Ideally, we would like to go, to go super broad, but unfortunately, we don't really have the budget to do that. So we target our videos to CEOs quite a lot. How do you distribute it on LinkedIn then? Is it just organic or are you doing paid spend behind each video or maybe sending out folks? We are spending quite a lot on ads on LinkedIn. In parallel to that, we also try to grow the reach and the engagement organically. But it is hard and it's a constant work to always try and expand our following and um, make sure we're exposed to the right people. The way LinkedIn and most other platforms are built today, you kind of have to you have to spend quite a lot to get the reach that you want. But what we notice is that our video ads perform a lot better than our more text-driven ads. Oh, interesting. So you see the performance is higher, maybe more engagements and all that stuff. Yeah. What's next for you guys? Uh, you know, what sort of video content are you? testing any new platforms, any new strategies, uh, stuff that's, you know, you're seeing perform well, they're like, we're going to double down on this for next year. We're always experimenting quite a lot. We start small and when we see good performance of the ads or the platform we're using, we scale that up a bit. But so far, since we have quite a limited budget, we stick to what's working. Do you have any good recommendations, any new platforms that you would recommend for video distribution? That is a great question. We're testing TikTok now. So I actually just posted one and I think it's gotten a thousand views or so like in the last day. But we're very careful with it doesn't always matter like if a thousand random people see it, our actual buyers seeing it and CEOs and all that. So the jury is out. I, I think we're learning about that. And for us, LinkedIn's been very important. Uh, and, you know, it's where we see with a lot of our clients, most of the engagement happens. And like you said, though, you have to either play the organic game or you have to pay LinkedIn money for ads. Something we've also done that's worked really well lately is just direct outreach. So reach out to folks saying, hey, we made this new video. You're CEO. I thought you like it, you know, so... We're, uh, we're scaling that up because that's been very successful lately. Yeah, yeah. I think when it comes to B2B, LinkedIn feels like the number one choice. Absolutely. YouTube seems to be a, a decent spot to maybe not so much for organic distribution right away, but for search. Uh, so it's the second largest search engine in the world. And if you are very much tying it in with your SEO strategy, YouTube seems to be a strong choice. So I see you guys are on YouTube too and have a huge library of stuff there. Yeah, we do. It's quite a massive library by now. <laughs> I read somewhere that online video make up uh, more than 82% of all consumer internet traffic. So it feels like if you're not working with the video, you're Video is the place to be. It is, for sure. 
So one of the things I think you mentioned a very interesting point about videos and could, could you tell me what that was? Yeah, it's been said that a one minute video is worth 1.8 million words. And I think that's really interesting. And it also shows that like the brain can process visuals so much quicker than it can with text. And I actually read another interesting study that said that when you watch something, you remember 95% of that message compared to when you read it, when you only remember 10%. So it really shows the impact you have with video. Absolutely. That really highlights how important it is. And I think a lot of marketers out there feel that they have to have a lot of words. And, you know, I think we all get these long messages and stuff for us. It really highlights if you dive into video, how much, you know, weighted against, you know, words that is. Yeah. Normally, you know, in marketing, we only have a few seconds to get to the reader or the person on the other side. With that statistics in mind, it shows how much more efficient video is compared to text. Absolutely. So great point. Well, any last thoughts, any words of wisdom, advice you have for others out there before we run? I can give one example of one type of video that we've been working with quite a bit lately that's working out really well. We produce a lot of different types of video, more product-focused videos, new features, and things like that. But where we really see engagement is when we produce content together with CEOs of our customer companies. And we produce a lot of videos with them that they distribute internally to their organization to kind of motivate uh, to motivate the use of our software. But when they do that, when a person is placed in front of the camera, something happens. It creates a lot of pride and they say these amazing, amazing things about our software. And we always get their permission to use those videos externally. So that way we have a huge library of commercial videos that weren't initially intended to be used for an external audience, but with some editing where we can cut out pieces that are directly targeting the employees, we have the most amazing content and it becomes so credible and so authentic when, when you hear the CEO talk about the problems that they're experimenting and how our software helped them solve those. So that's been working out really well for us. And that's a big part of our ABM work that we're doing. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great insight. So it's kind of collaborative content. And I really like that. That's amazing. Well, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing all your wisdom and insights here. Thank you, Brad. Absolutely.